Before we end this episode of Game Sphere, I just want to bring to your attention that this game is rated M for Mature and is not meant for children. So, okay, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? I'm here with uh, somebody who willingly came back. I don't know what's wrong with him. I know. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with me? I come back for abuse from you. I would never, ever give you verbal abuse. I'm the one that put the What Does the Fox Say song in your head before we started, so you're welcome for that. Well, yes, and uh, you know, all I gotta say is thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, man, totally, totally. Thank you. Uh, so for those wondering what, what game we're actually gonna be sitting here looking at, this is uh, a game that I am a very big fanboy of, I have made no qualms about that before. And this game is called Dex, it is a hard game to actually describe because it uses a lot of different genres all in one let me try something here it's what cyberpunk 2077 should have been but in a 2.5d kind of way yes exactly if you, if, you, if we would have taken decks and just modernized it with graphics and stuff that's what we all wanted cyberpunk 2077 to be and that's what decks delivers that great storyline and experience that we all should have had in that game they had keanu reeves i mean how do you mess up a game with keanu reeves anyways but that's a whole nother story by putting Dex is an awesome <laughs> cyberpunk game by putting it out before it should have been out <laughs> that's how yeah. you ruin it yeah. um so this game came out six years ago now 2015 was the original Same. release i am not one to normally buy games that i already own just 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 not my thing however when there are games that i do like uh I bought this four different times. <laughs> That's incredible. I, I think that speaks volumes for this game. How many times have you beat the game? Uh, according to Steam, I have 53 hours in it. Wow. I, I probably have longer um, because I have the GOG version. I have the Steam version, which we're using. I have the version that is available for Switch um, digitally. I also went out so far as to buy the physical edition the switch which was like not cheap it was like a 40 dollar purchase for uh nothing's cheap on the switch yeah totally well it was because it was an import so uh because it came from it was from a europe company so as you guys can tell this is kind of a, a mod shop that you are in where you can actually get implants and that kind of stuff and the implants actually do affect like the gameplay one allows you to breathe like poisonous atmospheres. Another gives you a double jump. Another, you know, makes you immune to electricity and just uh, improves your hacking and just a bunch of other different stuff you can do. And that is really one of the things that I really do like about this game. The aesthetic. Uh, <laughs> some people love it. Some people will hate it. I love the hand-drawn kind of background looks of this with like the, the sprite-based but even stop right there like look in the background how they have that little computer screen and it's not much but it's moving right it makes it look like it's alive mm -hmm. and then if you look at your sprite main character the jacket right it just kind of like vibrates and moves just a little bit to give it some life yeah well it's like okay so if you look right here with the 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 guy with the ocular implant and him just mm -hmm. teetering back and forth like somebody that has a uh a, problem 
that's what makes this game though to me so appealing is even here if you stop you can see that it's 2d yes but you've got this kind of crowd in front of you right mm -hmm. um in the shadows and then you have cars passing by and then you have people walking this hasn't been something that's done in a lot of games even today where you go into a town or city and everything's dead everyone just stands still and doesn't move and is going nowhere and even if it's 3D graphics and here in this 2D environment, I think they did amazing to bring the city alive, which is critical to a cyberpunk game because your dystopian future, you don't want a still boring art style. I mean, you can put neon over anything and say, oh, look, it's dystopian cyberpunk, but they didn't do that. They took all this extra time to do all of these additional background animations and movements. And it's what makes this game Come alive yeah for me the thing i love about this is cyberpunk has never been about being pretty as far yes. as like the the world it, it's dark it's grungy it's dirty it's not pleasant it's the the over commercial uh, commercialization of everything yes and that is a aesthetic that i think the uh shall we say the newer actual like legitimate cyberpunk game quite missed like it's there, but it's not, it doesn't feel as lived in. Like, I mean, you, you see bums and people who are disadvantaged, like this guy right beside Dex, he, you know, they're, they're down on their luck, but he's got an implanted arm and that kind of stuff. You have a, right. Uh, you have this guy. <laughs> well, let's talk about this for a second. The voice acting in this game, oh, yeah. I thought was extraordinary like in the first beginning scene you come across a gang and it's kind of part of your tutorial mm -hmm. piece and the dialogue just blew me away i was expecting something campy or no voiceovers at all you just read text they did great here with the voiceovers in this game which blew me away yeah see that's the thing like there there's a lot of things in this game you wouldn't expect so a lot of yeah. people wouldn't expect voice acting the voice acting for the most part is very very good. There's one character that drives me. This is a personal thing. Drives me up the wall, but it fits the personality. But it's just like the voice. It's like one of those people you meet in real life, and they just kind of grate on you by them talking. Kind of like that WWE thing where they say some wrestlers play the heel. I think they call it or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Where it's their job to be annoying and obnoxious, and but. I feel like they probably were trying to capture that in that character, but I think the dialogue in this game, which again gives it its RPG element, is fantastic. And the voiceovers, again, add that new level to it. This gaming company who made this, which is Dreadlocks, Dreadlocks LTV. way ahead of its time, I think, in the 2D space for what they did here. Do they have any other games they released? They had a couple of mobile games. Um, they interesting before this, and then they had tried kickstarting a game called uh, I want to say it was Ghost Hunter or Ghost Something. It, it was they were gonna take go to a haunted location, like supposedly haunted location in the real world, and make a game based around that 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 actual physical location and have it be like a horror game. Unfortunately, I don't think it went anywhere, but that was the last game I know of them making. I could be wrong because I know they have a, like a Dreadlocks mobile kind of branch that they use, so they might have put other stuff out on mobile. It makes me sad because when you click on them in Steam and you look at their other games, 
it's all decks except there's one thing called Mimpy Dreams, which is a free game that their publisher has some credit with. But other than that, this is it. And I feel like, how did they, how have they not created a ton of games to get to this skill level of decks? Because if you can't tell, this is probably my number one favorite. It's up there in the top 10 because I just thought of Sex. It's up there in the top 10 of my favorite cyberpunk games ever released. Um, probably in the top three uh, games because it's just so well done all around. And the fact that they don't have a ton of games under them is shocking. If you like cyberpunk, you need to play Dex. That's oh, how I learned it because uh, I asked Matt. I said, "What's the best cyberpunk game for the plays like Dex? Get Dex." I, I, I was gonna say, um, <laughs> I love this game to no end. Um, the The main story is even with exploration, it's not a long like uber long like action RPG. It's maybe fifteen hours if you, really all you're fo- solely focusing on is kind of the main story. Like you'll have to do some side content to actually experience kind of more of the game as far as where everything goes and whatnot but but there are side missions too yeah you have a main storyline inset side missions in a 2d sprite game and this so is crazy and so like what i brought up right here an open world in a 2d 2.5d game this is what i loved about it so yeah. like this map it allows you to kind of fast travel the like different sections of town and that kind of stuff. So much that I love about this because it takes so many genres that I love. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a big cyberpunk fan. Uh, even for all the flaws on the, the the big game, overall I still enjoyed it. But I still enjoyed like Same. comparing the, comparing the two. I still enjoyed Dex more. Right. It feels more of a legitimate, lived-in, dirty, grungy cyberpunk world. The music, the music is something I love to no end because it's minimalistic. It's kind of like right now. There's like a kind of a synth with a haunting like vibe to it playing in the background. Into a movie is kind of what I get from the soundtrack. It's there, and I respect it, and I like it. And it doesn't get in the way of the gameplay. It enhances it, which is exactly what you want out of a soundtrack. At the same time, they do sell a version where you can get the soundtrack separately so you could play it in your car, your music player, whatever, which to me also speaks volumes about this game that when a game can sell its soundtrack and people actually buy it, you've done a good soundtrack. Like you, If you want to buy a game soundtrack, they've kind of nailed it. And this is one of those games where it's good enough that I would listen to this while I'm writing or, or doing schoolwork or something like that. I just I think they did a great job on the sound overall. This episode of Game Sphere is brought to you by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean recently announced their new Managed MongoDB service, which is a fully managed database as a service. With Managed MongoDB, you can focus more on building scalable, high-performance apps and less on maintaining the database. Simply offload your MongoDB administration to DigitalOcean and let them handle the provisioning, managing, scaling, updates, backups, and security of your clusters. DigitalOcean built this partnership with MongoDB Inc. And together they have ensured that you will get access to all the latest releases of MongoDB document database as they become available. As a listener of the GameSphere podcast and a member of the DLN community, you can get started for free 
actually better than free because DigitalOcean is giving you a hundred dollar credit when you go to do.co slash dln dash mongo. Again, go to do.co slash dln dash mongo to get started with a hundred dollar free credit on DigitalOcean's new managed MongoDB. We want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of GameSphere. Now, what are its flaws? Oh man! Because we've we've totally, I think, <laughs> if, if you want a game like this, you buy it. Period. But what are some of its flaws? To me, it was controls. Mouse keyboard controls. Now, WASD works fine. The hand movement for things like jumping, crouching. If you accidentally alt tab out of the game, it actually puts you in uh, a portion of the game I actually haven't shown yet, which is the twin stick shooter portion of this game, which. Again, this game has a lot of different subgenres and stuff that it goes into. Right. So, like this particular version uh, is essentially a hacking mini game, and you know, think you're kind of cheap Geometry Wars kind of game. It's not uber refined. But this is actually a useful element when you first go into it is how you would hack something in the game. But if you sit in that screen away long enough, it turns into that shooter type thing, which is a cool creative way of like, hey, if you want to take a break from the game, you can sit there and do that. But yeah, also the controls are not my favorite. No, for sure. Because even, even on a controller, for example, things like shooting, we, we didn't get into the, the firearms aspect of the game. Um, it's basically done on, if anybody's owned an old Neo Geo like pocket or pocket color, yeah. it's, it, it's done on essentially an eight cylinder axis of movement. Not ideal for things like angles and that kind of stuff. Having to configure a controller out of the box is also uber annoying because you have to customize the entire controller it uses so when you launch decks originally it'll ask if you know uh configure your controller or do you want to just go into the game if you're using a controller configure the controller yeah because it defaults to an xbox uh i believe 360 layout which i had and did not work well with things like block wasn't working for instance i had to go manually assign block it Mm -hmm. it had block as right trigger but the right trigger wasn't working and then when i went into it and clicked the right trigger to assign it it actually said d-pad right trigger is what it assigned it as with the controller so there's some wonkiness Mm -hmm. in your initial setting up the controls which can have a big impact on your initial gameplay because essentially your two abilities when you first start are block and punch Block, and punch, jump and kick. Ro- block yeah. punch, jump, kick, roll. There you go. So if you don't have those buttons assigned, you basically can only punch, and you're going to die pretty fast. This is not a forgiving game in the early stages. Uh, the, the, nope, as you can tell, I'm in combat and getting shot. Uh, this game is does not give you quest markers and all the other stuff. The only quest marker that you're going to get is a giant exclamation point over someone's head, meaning they have something to say to you. Yeah. And they're probably something they're going to say is they're going to want to kill you uh, unless you put some points into charisma and other things, which I would highly recommend. And money is not something that comes easy in this game. As far as that, the combat, it's not it's not terrible, no. but it's basic. It's uh, not a staple of this game. No, sure. this game is atmosphere 
like the the focus is not what most other games would focus on this this focuses on atmosphere um story it's not the most overly complex story but what you do throughout the story does affect the game it's one of those some of its parts kind of games that i've found so if you enjoy that kind of gameplay like so for every weakness there's more strengths to it though again like the just this scene right here like the the painted type of way like this reminds me of blade runner almost like yes and that is a vibe that i think nails cyberpunk so well that and there's so few games that do it and i'm a fan of like the deus ex games i i like those games but it's too clean like as far as like the type why did you have to pronounce it right i cannot pronounce i'm i've always been do sex it's <laughs> always do sex to me it will always be do sex to me i mess it up every time and now you had to show me up and actually pronounce it correct it's doix x or something right like deus x deus x and it's nah i'll never get it right <laughs> You can make fun of me for that for the rest of our uh, friendship together. but I, I will make fun of you anyway, <laughs> so it's all good. What would you say is probably one of your biggest other criticisms besides the controllers, though? Uh, which it, it, it can be a very big camper to the game, not going to lie. Yeah, if I was to criticize anything, obviously the controls we mentioned, and then it's the combat. The combat isn't my favorite implementation when you compare it to something like Cyberpunk 2077 or... Deuce X or Deuce X, whatever you want to call it, uh, the combat's nowhere, right? Kind of matured or worked out. It's more of like they spent all their time in this game where most games fail. They spent all their time in this game on aesthetics and movement and making the sprite look very vibrant and um, alive. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that you see most games in this, this kind of 2.5D genre fail at this game fixes the one thing that they really didn't do well in my opinion was kind of making combat really fun it's there it's not terrible it's not like it takes away from the game but it doesn't add anything to it either now some people might not like care for certain animation like the running animation looks like they have a, a stiff back kind of deal <laughs> um again some of those are probably mostly aesthetic choices or implementations based on the, the game engine more than anything else. Um, like, you know, if you duck and move, you, you're just like this little kind of weird, like squat running animation kind of deal. Yeah. It's always been the aesthetic and the, the, the nailing of the overall atmosphere that has made me really go through and play every nook and cranny of this game so often. Um, I have at least five playthroughs on this. this. This doesn't count the other copies that I own. I think that speaks volumes for itself. The only other thing I want to mention, too, is what about character customization? That's really weak here. Uh, it is actually there. Um, so, Well, it's there, but I'm saying like looking at your physical character after you've augmented them, they don't yeah. look much different. No, right? no, no. They're, they're, yeah. no, no. There, there's no... Uh, like Final Fantasy X kind of deal where like if you change a weapon, you'll notice the weapon change kind of deal. Exactly. Like yeah. you're, you're not going to see that. Um, but character customization is there. So like you, you get typical skill points. You have endurance, melee, uh, range, hacking, 
lock picking charisma ar which is and barter ar is the the augmented reality yeah is the hacking mini game with the 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 twin stick shooter stuff um oh see i didn't even know that okay that's what that skills for okay yeah. and ideally just gonna say charisma lock picking and hacking are your best options Nice. Give them good tips to to be successful in the game as well. I I think I feel like augmentation in a cyberpunk game is critical, and being able to see those augments would be would take this game to an even better level. Like if they were going to release Dex Two, I'd want to be able to create my own character and customize them. That's something Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven got really right. I think is the ability to customize mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy things and augments and be able to see them because to me that's part of the that's part of the world of a cyberpunk game yeah so you do have the ability to have augments obviously like but like you said you're, you're not going to notice them see them yeah um so in this particular one you'll see like augmentations i don't have any available this is a really early portion of the game though and it allows certain abilities like i mentioned before so for what they were going for though i think having a fixed character makes sense um, one thing you, I forgot to mention about the voice acting is that you're not going to find Dex outside of cutscenes talking. Yeah, true. Um, some people will hate that kind of silent protagonist approach. Others will like it. I personally really don't care one way or the other, and I'm going to die here. So Ryan can I be thought fun you were me. good at games. Better huh. than you. <laughs> no, are you, though? Because I don't remember dying here. I haven't but, gotten there, but I haven't died there either. <laughs> For me, this is one of those games that I will always come back to because I don't think the aesthetic will ever be uninteresting. And there's mm-hmm. so much to explore for a game that is really, it's an indie 2.5D uh, cyberpunk game. So when you buy it and you go into it having really low expectations and being really honestly kind of blown away by it because this game goes for like even normally it's not that expensive like normally it's around 20 bucks and i think it's like 25 with the sound it's worth every penny yeah um but i've gotten the, i've seen this game for as low as a dollar whoa and if you see this game for a dollar pick it up and yes this is a very rated m game <laughs> yeah let's be clear cyberpunk is meant to be rated m it is not a it's not a game you want to play with your kids. Yeah. No, the subject matter is very dark, very dingy. It talks a lot of different themes. And is it that doesn't... what attracts us to cyberpunk, though? Is this idea that to, to me, because I'm like, what is it that I love about the cyberpunk world? It's kind of to me, it's about all the converging of all the things that we see in a way wrong with society, right? The fear of computers taking over the fear of corporations and their greed the fear of um living right out in the streets and trying to survive like i feel like this game captures all those elements that make me love cyberpunk i don't know what it is for you but to me it's kind of a prediction of this is our future 10 years from now type of concept or idea yeah yeah, for me it's very much a a warning of what can happen with over commercialization and things left unchecked and unconcerned 
and be it corporations, politicians, you know, whatever, and technology in general, and a, not even so much an over reliance on it, but just a a over uh, commercialization of run amok companies and individuals, and shows kind of the evils that can happen with that. Um, yeah, you, you have a lot of very in your face kind of stuff happening sometimes with this in this game and you're like how how does that work honestly what this reminds me of is <laughs> cyberpunk reminds me of watching the movie idiocracy mm, interesting that's it, a that's a documentary at this point anyways but yeah as for and for those that don't know what i mean by that is it it, it shows me as a warning of what happens when there's an over commercialization of run amok everything doesn't matter if it's companies or people or whatever right because it, in in this particular instance cyberpunk is trying to be you know find the perfect body and you know enhance your weaknesses and all that kind of stuff through augmentations you can yeah. fix all your flaws yeah you, you can fix yeah. all your flaws and in a movie like Idiocracy, which Cyberpunk reminds me very much of, it's probably why I like Cyberpunk so much, is the fact of if you look at like the courtroom scene in the towards the beginning of the movie, what's all over, uh, you know, his sleeves and shirts. It's like it'd be sponsors. like sponsors. Yeah. So it's like looking like at like a Billabong T-shirt or anything like that, and that's what it re- reminds me of because it's the over commercialization of stuff. This episode of Gamester is brought to you by Bitwarden. One thing we can do to protect ourselves is having a unique password for every online account we have. I've been using Bitwarden for a while now to do just that. And not only it helps me keep track of my many passwords I now have, it includes a random password generator. And you can set the length of special characters and so much more. Better yet, it's 100% open source, receives third-party security auditing, and you can get started for free by going to bitwarning.com slash DLN. Want some of their premium features like one gigabyte of file storage, vault health reports, or just to support the project? It starts at only $10 a year. Jump over to bitwarning.com slash DLN to get started with your free account now. I think this game lands that atmosphere very well. Uh, I for, for me personally, this game is easily an 8.5 or 9 out of 10, which is a very very high rating in my book as a i would put this as a you must play if you like cyberpunk 100 percent. yeah totally like for me this is if you enjoy cyberpunk in any way shape or form this is the game to get uh the, there is no question about whether or not it's good or bad if you are a fan of dystopian type games this is a no-brainer all the way uh, I go buy it. You can find this usually on sale. Go to like Fanatical, go to the Humble Bundle, go to wherever you want to. Even generically, Steam has this game on sale. Uh, what is the best experience? Did because you played on Switch, you played on many. Is would you say PC is the best place to play this, or is it Switch? Because a lot of people have a Switch. The thing with the Switch, you can get the <laughs> the the Switch version, like digital version. Let me rephrase. Mm-hmm. Plays perfectly fine. Um, I would almost say if you have the Switch version, probably get the Switch version. Um, mostly because you don't have to fiddle with the controls. Gotcha. Uh, and the thing is, when this game goes on sale on the Switch eShop, it's like $2. 
Man, that's crazy because I don't I don't know anything Nintendo sells for less than forty, so that's impressive. Must well, be a big sale. <laughs> like we, uh, I'll give Nintendo credit. A lot of their eShop stuff that it's like indie games, they're actually pretty pretty good about being fairly um, price competitive. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So for me, uh, I would almost put this on say the Switch, but if you play it on PC and you're fine with configuring the controls, that, that's totally. It's I don't totally think fun. you're going to enjoy this on a keyboard. I would highly recommend you get a controller. Oh, definitely. Co- yeah. Controller all the way. So platforms this does work on, if you're a PC player, is Mac, Windows, Linux. It works on all three. It's native for Linux for those that want to care. This is one of those games that should be in your library. Yeah. <laughs> that That's Absolutely. where I sit with it. Uh, if you want a... DRM free version. You can grab a DRM free version from GOG. They have it on sale quite frequently too. Again, Here's my only beg, though. Here's my oh. only plead. I have one plead here. Oh, two Dreadlock games. Please <laughs> make another one. Please make another version of this. Please don't go away because you're freaking talented. You're really awesome at making games. If this is truly like one of the only games you all have made. Uh, please come back and make games again because you have you've you've done it. You've made something incredible. This is art in, in, in every form of fashion in the video game world. So come back and make another game, please. The sequel. I don't pre-order games normally. I would so pre-order. I, like, I don't even you, kickstart. You would games. even break your pre-order rules. Yeah, I would kickstart uh, this too. Like, it, like, they it, did a Dex too. I'd be kickstarting. Uh, I, I, I was yeah. gonna say kickstart Indiegogo because they've shown because this yeah. was originally a Kickstarter and they've shown they can put out a product. And I'm yeah. like, like what's not to like there? So, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Dreadlocks, can, can we get another one, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely worth getting. Uh, this is actually I forgot a platform this is available on. This is actually available on the Vita. Don't get that version. <laughs> on the what? The Vita. PlayStation Vita. Oh, the PlayStation Vita. Like, it, I wasn't even registering because it's been gone for so long. Oh, this seems like it would be fun on the Vita. Is it terrible on the Vita? Yeah. Let's just say the performance isn't great. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, I don't know why. That's just what it is. But worth every penny. So do you guys yourself a favor and go get this game. <laughs> Simple yeah. as that. Well, I owe you a huge thanks because you introduced this game to me for the first time and I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite games. Definitely recommend you take Matt's suggestion and pick this game up. Um, You're going to have a ton of fun with it. And if you don't like these 2D type games, typically give this one a shot because I think you'll find this might start to kind of pique your interest into what you can do in this genre that would surprise you. Because a lot of people just look at it and go, well, it's not realistic human graphics. But to me, this game's like a book. Yeah, I don't have the graphics and pictures in a good book, but it allows your imagination to fill in the gaps. And that's what this game does. So just as an example for some older DLN listeners, Zeb didn't even hate this game. Wow. Whoa. I didn't even know. Maybe I remember that. Maybe not. I didn't. I didn't remember at this moment. But Zeb not hating a 2D game is shocking. Shocking. What's your overall rating? Ooh. Out of 10. Do I fanboy or do I not? No, I can't fanboy. Out of 10, I'm going to give it an 8.5 because the, the, right. the control support innovative games. Because really, that to me is what this game is. Yeah, I agree. 
And well, thanks for having me back on again, Matt. I can't believe you decided to have me back on. But guess what? Next time I'm back on, you're going to have to shock me with the game. Like, I want to be surprised at the pick. I don't want to know nothing about it. That's your mission for next time I'm on the show. Can you find something so obscure that I actually enjoy? Is that a challenge? It is. The gauntlet has been laid down. The white glove has been smacked across your face. You, sir, have some work to do. You, sir, I already have a game four that I can think of. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, the, already? Already. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I look forward to it, man. Well, it's because it has certain elements of this game just in 3D. Whoa. All right. I'm intrigued, man. Next time. Next time. We'll do it. <laughs> and with that, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Later. See you, everyone. <laughs>